seconds you guys you're welcome that's a new record i actually knew that i was going to be able to hold it for a long time today because i ran nine miles technically i ran 9.32 miles today but anytime i do that my lung capacity is always just a little bit higher from all that oxygen i take in so um there's a lesson if you want uh, stronger lungs get your ass out there and do some fucking cardio but anyway what's going on you guys welcome to my blue thoughts that's right these are my blue thoughts they don't have to be yours you do not have to agree with them i'm your host peter sirs dodger fan since the day i was born actually if you ask my mom or you can't ask her now because yeah she's not alive um but you could ask her maybe you know and you probably can't ask her whatever anyway um I was at, you know, Dodger playoff games and such um, when I was, you know, in the womb, I guess, kind of. So, you know, yeah, I might have been at a couple Dodger games even, yeah, because I was born in May. So the season would have started like in April. So, you know, Dodger fans since before I was born, you know how they say like, you know, if a baby is a baby. (laughs) I don't know why the fuck I said that. But like, you know, like before a baby's born, they say that like if you talk to them in the womb or like maybe play certain music when they're in the womb then uh you know that baby will become familiar with that voice or they will like that type of music so i don't know if that's true or not but maybe that's why i love the dodgers so much it's a possibility you know it's a possibility it could happen uh, but before I start, I just want to do one thing because that's how I roll. Um, let's take a listen, shall we? Is one swing away from 700 career home runs. so shitty that this ended up being on Apple TV and not, you know, on the Dodger broadcast. <laughs> or the Cardinal broadcast for that matter. I fucking hate the games on Apple TV. Good for him. greatest ever i don't know about that dude come on relax uh, <laughs> but just a, a wonderful you know a wonderful moment dude you know and the thing is is as a diehard dodger fan but also a baseball fan you know like i always respected albert pujols and what he was capable of and he did very well for a long time against the dodgers so you know i didn't hate him because he's not like i mean i guess you know like 
2004, you know, I don't remember how well he played against us in the series that season, but, you know, uh, he was on that playoff team that knocked the Dodgers out of the playoffs, but um, he was not on the playoff team. No, he was. He was on the playoff team when the Dodgers beat the Cardinals in 2009. Matter of fact, he made the last out, if I'm not mistaken, in that series. And then uh, he wasn't the next time when they when the Cardinals beat the Dodgers in the playoffs in 2013 and 2014. Pujols was already um, with the Angels at that point. So, you know, but I just remember, like, there were some games when, you know, obviously the Dodgers, the Dodgers weren't in the playoffs between 96 and 2004. So, you know, there were some, there weren't some awful seasons. I mean, there, there were some, there were a couple bad seasons in there. But, you know, the Do- the Cardinals were always just a little bit better than the Dodgers, you know, when kind of Pujols was coming to form. And uh, I just, I remember one game, I don't remember who was pitching, but Pujols hit like a fucking home run that was like off his front foot and like he flicked it out. And you're just like, dude, there's no way this dude is this fucking good. And I remember a play that he made uh, playing first base at Bush Stadium, catching a foul ball, you know. But like running across the tarp to fucking catch it. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys remember, but Pujols was kind of uh, like somewhat of a utility guy when he came up. He played a little third. He played left. You know, they didn't have uh, really a position for him. But they needed his bat in the lineup because he was fucking, you know, he was Albert Pujols, you know. So um, just, you know, what a great moment. And then for him, obviously, to get released by the Angels the way it went down last season and then the Dodgers, you know, picking him up and him contributing for the Dodgers in a completely different role than he was used to and, you know, the fans started to really take to him. You know, anytime the Dodgers get somebody, like, really good, you know, especially, like, you know, I I mean, if you guys remember when Manny came to the I mean, that was a whole different thing. Like, that was a fucking shut up. Um, sorry, I gotta yell at the dog. He's <laughs> fucking crying. Um, when Manny came to L.A., that was like instant love, you know, because he here was literally the biggest trade the Dodgers ever made, pre Mookie, of course. But Manny, not only was he one of the best hitters of all time, but one of the best power hitters of all time. Yeah, did he have some help? Probably, <laughs> probably had some help, but um. You know, he was a su- I mean, he was a bona fide superstar. Like the Dodgers, I cannot remember. I remember them signing like you know Kevin Brown and you know Kurt Gibson for all you know the fanfare with the you know one of the greatest moments in Dodger history, um, if not the greatest. But um, you know, he was not necessarily a superstar. He was just a proven winner that the Dodgers helped thought could help you know make them a playoff contender and you know and he was he ended up being the MVP that year they brought him over 88 and uh, but he wasn't really a superstar so Manny was one of the first you know real superstars the Dodgers went and got like you know they got Gary Sheffield who was a really good player all-star yes you know really good player but not a superstar you know they got Kevin Brown as a free agent in like you know 1990 eight or nine, I guess that would have been 90, yeah, 99, 98, I don't fucking remember, dude, (laughs) what year they signed him, I think it was 99, though, because I think he had played for the Marlins, and then the Padres, and then, 
you know, the Dodgers thought. But he wasn't a superstar. You know what I mean? So Manny was a superstar. And, you know, fans loved him. And the one thing about Dodger fans, you know, they do like their stars. But also, they really love their Latin players. So Manny, you know, obviously coming over, being a Latin player, they loved him. And so Pujols came over. And everyone was just kind of like, you know, is uh, is he going to help the team? And my thoughts are like, dude, you have a Hall of Famer in your fucking clubhouse like a, a world series winner two-time world series winner like you don't think that can help in the clubhouse you don't think that his knowledge of hitting and pitchers and all that stuff you don't think that'll help in the clubhouse and then you see like you know how he gave everybody hugs and he kind of seemed to be rejuvenated when he came to the dodgers and the fans loved him you know the fans see that and the fans love you like if you give if you show that you're a good guy and you produce and, you know, you give people hugs in the fucking dugout, dude, Dodger fans are going to love you. And if you're a Latino, Dodger fans are going to love you. So it was, it, was really, uh, it was really nice to see that the Dodger fans, um, you know, cheered for him getting his 700th home run in Dodger Stadium. Uh, just, you know, for, for a, a fan base that I talk shit about a lot. Obviously, there were a lot of Cardinal fans there. You know, Cardinal fans, whether they travel well or whether they're just, you know, transplants. Cause a lot of people from the Midwest moved to L.A. Um, there were a lot of Cardinal fans there, but it was really nice to see, you know, people cheering and Albert getting a standing ovation. Like, it really shows that L.A. can also be a great baseball city. I mean, obviously, they got the, the best team, but, you know, the fans sometimes get a bad rap for arriving late leaving early, all that good stuff. So it was good to see them acknowledge that kind of thing in the moment. And good for Albert, man. 700 home runs, you know, for a guy that, you know, who knows? You know, I, I, I think about it and I look at him and I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm just going to toot my own horn for a second. I just got to cross-reference something really quick. Okay, that's what I thought. So Albert Pujols... I talked about this last season when the Dodgers got him, but Albert Pujols is a year younger than me. <laughs> what? Why does he look so much older than me? Why are they calling him Teal? Like, why does he have a big belly? And I'm just like, dude, take care of yourself, you know? <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, my point was, <laughs> what I was going to, my point is I, I was about to make right now was, Maybe he's not 42, you know? <laughs> maybe, you know, when they got him from the Dominican, you know, maybe. I know he went to junior college in the U.S., but maybe he's one of those dudes that lied on his birth certificate. You know, he could very well be, you know, 45, 46 years old, like a Julio Franco, and fucking still dropping bombs. Because his body does not, I mean, I don't know, dude. I guess I just don't have the body of a 40-plus-year-old male. You know, I take care of myself. But, um just uh, an all-around great guy you know I never I never knew enough about how great of a guy he was um until he came to the Dodgers like I remember him doing stuff with like I think his kid has down syndrome and I don't even think it's his kid I think it's a kid that he inherited from the previous marriage of the girl he married if I'm not mistaken I don't feel like doing the research so you could fucking cross you can one of you guys can send me a text message or a dm to be like hey this is what it is you know, um, but anyway, just a, a class act. Great to see, um, you know, and then the Dodgers ended up taking two out of three against, you know, the Cardinals this weekend. So um, 
Dodgers are basically they're not they're not guaranteed home field advantage throughout the playoffs, but um, they are guaranteed home field advantage through the NL portion of the playoffs. And if, as long as they can hold the Astros off, which I think they're five games ahead of the Astros at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. So you know they with the you know what they have one two three nine games left. Yeah, Houston's at 101. Dodgers are at 106. So yeah, five games up. They just gotta play 500 ball the rest of the season, and they'll have home field throughout the playoffs um, and the World Series for that matter. But um, what's interesting is you know I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 2017. Dodgers also had home field advantage over the Astros and you know they fucking cheated but it would be nice to have that because then we really have the advantage of Dodger fans being able to just fucking unload on Astro fans I, I'm 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 buying for that fucking Dodgers Astros World Series dude because it lines up for me perfectly you know I'm in Austin the Saturday uh, right before the, the series would go back to Houston. So just make my way back down to fucking Houston and let's fucking go, dude, you know? Um, so I'm still excited about that. I'm still hoping for I know a lot of people probably want to see, you know, Dodgers, Yankees, and, you know, of course, like, but like I said, that, that rivalry is kind of, you know, before my time. And, yeah, it's coast to coast. It's, but... Uh, I want revenge, dude. I want revenge. I want a world title in a fucking 162-game season so all of the fucking haters can shut the fuck up about, you know, the Dodgers winning the World Series in an asterisk fucking shortened season, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, man, your team ha your team had the same shot, you know? But um, I'll be really surprised... If uh, Clayton Kershaw doesn't get pitcher of the week this week because he fucking went 2-0 with 17 Ks, 10 Ks against the D-backs, fucking 7 Ks against the Cardinals, just fucking, just, you know, if, if, if we're talking about great careers and Hall of Famers, you know, you can't say Albert Pujols without saying Clayton Kershaw, like we're, we're getting a witness two Hall of Famers facing each other. You know, they face each other on Saturday. You're just like, dude, like, you know, think about everyone. Think about telling your kids, dude. Like, I saw the greatest pitcher. Okay, maybe you could argue. You can make an argument that there are other great, greatest pitchers of all time, but he's definitely in the conversation. Greatest left-handed pitcher of all time? I think so. You know, I know Sandy Koufax gets, you know, all his accolades and whatever, but he had a very short-lived career. You know, of course, if there was Tommy John surgery when Sandy was playing, you know, it might have been different, but it wasn't. So it's just, it's hard to say, you know, because if you look at, if you look at, actually, let's fucking do it right now because, you know, it's my blue thoughts. Like I said, I think that Clayton is the best because I got to see Clayton pitch. But also, you know, I think what Clayton did and has done throughout his career is a little bit uh, more impressive, in my opinion, because uh, he, you know, he's playing against better athletes, dude, you know. So we're, we're just going to take a look at Sandy Koufax's first five, six seasons. I think 
and he really didn't become Sandy Koufax until later on. You'll see. So, uh, granted, you know, he, he, he started pitching with the Dodgers when he was 19, but um, we got 1955, Sandy Koufax, 2-2. Two and two. 1956, Sandy Koufax, 2-4. and four. Oh, by the way, his ERA in his first season, 302. ERA in his second season, 491. Then you got 5-4 and four record, ERA 388. Then you got 11-11, 11 and 11, ERA 448. So at this point, first four years in his career, he's an average pitcher. 8-6 with a 405 ERA. 8-13 with a 3.91 ERA. Then at his year 25 season, he kind of starts to figure it out. He figures it out. He's 8 and 18 and 13, 14 and 7, and his ERA just keeps getting lower and lower. So from from about 1962 to 1966, obviously the Dodgers won two World Series in that you know time frame. Sandy Koufax was the best pitcher, but Clayton Kershaw, just to you know in in contrast. Because why not, right? Sorry. Jamie, look that up for me. <laughs> so, in comparison, we've got Clayton's first few seasons. Uh, first season, 5-5, five and five, 4.26 ERA. Okay, not great. Uh, second season now, you already see the improvements. 8-8 eight and eight season. And that was because, you know, his first couple years, obviously, he came up in May of 2008, he didn't play a full season until, uh, why did I say 19, Jesus Christ, until 2009, but Clayton's at an 8-8 clip that season, but his ERA drops to 279, so already fucking better than Sandy, right there, and then you have his third season, 13-10, 2.91 ERA, fourth season, 21-5, 2.228, Fifth season, fourteen and nine, two point five three. You know, I can go on. Sixteen and nine with a one point eighty three, twenty one and three with a one point seven seven. That's his MVP season of twenty fourteen. But it's just like he's gone down and down and down, and he's done it for longer. So, in my opinion, Clayton Kershaw's the best, better than Sandy Koufax. Like I said, also one for the longevity. He's had a. Lo- a He's been better for longer, but two, also, he's playing against better athletes. Like, Sandy Koufax was facing guys that sold cars in the offseason. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just different, man. It's just different. So, anyway, Clayton Kershaw is just fucking, he just keeps being Clayton Kershaw, man. His his precision, you know, I think at, at one point in the game on Saturday, his uh, he threw 24 straight first pitch strikes I mean like that's just pounding the fucking strike zone and he's not he's not throwing 95 96 anymore he's reinvented himself he's relied more on his slider you know his curveball's always been one of the best curveballs in the game but with a slider it's like you could know it's coming you're a right-handed hitter it's coming to your back foot and he's still gonna fucking throw it and then if you just when you think he's gonna throw it he'll fucking throw a, a, a fastball at the top you know at the top of the zone over the outside part of the play and just dot the corner fucking strike three. Like it's, it's fucking amazing to watch dude. Like, you know, when, when, you know, when I was like, I mean, (laughs) 
I, you know, I talked about this, but like, you know, there was a time when like if I couldn't get anyone to go to a Dodger game, I would just go by myself. And if Clayton was pitching, I would, I'm like, I'm not missing this, dude. Like, if no one wants to go, I'm not missing Clayton Kershaw. Pitch. I remember one time. This is one time. You know, it, and it's hard because with, with stand-up comedy, you know, I don't get to go to as many games and stuff, but it was really interesting. There's one, I, I'll never forget this. There was one game, I, di- I didn't have a show on Friday, which was weird. Like, I usually had shows on Friday. Um, you know, there was always like a, we had a residency for a while, and so it was like, there's a lot of times when I didn't have shows, or I, I had shows on Fridays, and there was one time when I didn't have a show on Friday. I'm like, what am I going to do? And, you know, my girl was out in Oklahoma, oh, by the way, no, it's okay, I'm not going to talk about it, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend and I broke up, fuck it, there, I said it, uh, we're not together anymore, so, yeah, I don't, I'll talk about that on my other podcast <laughs> this week later, uh, if you want to listen to the camera, adds 10 pounds, I'm going to talk all about it, but, anyway, point was, I was there for myself, um, didn't have anybody to go to the game with, and I'm like, Clayton's pitching tonight, dude, let me see, and I remember I went, and fucking for like for like four dollars, dude, I got to see Clayton pitch against somebody and just fucking deal. And I'm just like, and <laughs> it's funny because I could always I always talk about like, yeah, one day I'm going to get to tell my kids that I saw Clayton Kershaw pitch. And now that I'm, I guess, a single man again, I don't know if kids is in the cards for me now because the person that I thought I was going to have kids with uh doesn't want to be with me right now or ever um i don't know we'll see time will tell but um i don't know maybe i, I won't have kids like I, I, I think about it and it's like i guess i'd you know eventually start dating again maybe you know and i just i don't know man like that has, it's been kind of a reality for me the last couple of days as i've been kind of going through this it's like i, I may not that window might have closed for me you know unless i I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, I I thought that I had that person and, you know, maybe she'll she'll come around. But I don't know, dude. I did everything I could. So anyway, um, but I used to always say, like, I'm going to tell my kid one day that I got to see Clayton Kershaw pitch. And so, you know, maybe I will still. But it's not looking good right now, you guys. <laughs> but anyway, just fucking, you know, from one Hall of Famer to another, we've been so lucky. Um, Dodgers tie a franchise record for wins, so with nine games to go, you know that they're going to break that record, which means that we are witnessing the greatest Dodger team in history. And it's just, it's fucking crazy because if they don't win the World Series, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Does anybody give a shit about the Patriots that went undefeated, you know, back in what, 2007, whenever that was? And then they didn't win the World and the, the World Series of Super Bowl. Everyone kind of forgets that that was like a great, the best season ever until it wasn't, you know. So it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're not in the running for the best record, you know, of all time in the regular season. I mean, it would have been cool, but um, it would be uh, a lot cooler to have a World Series parade because we didn't get one in fucking 2020. So, uh, yeah, we're witnessing the best Dodger team of all time. The best regular season Dodger team of all time. So, um, only thing is, is uh, the playoff uh, picture is still a tad, a tad unclear. So, if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but if it did, uh, the Dodgers would obviously have the first round bye. 
And then as it stands right now, they would face the winner of the Braves and Padres series while the Mets would await the winner of the Phillies-Cardinals series. However, the Brewers are still right there. You know, they are a game and a half behind the Phillies for that final wild card spot and three games behind the Padres who play the Dodgers this week. And I think for the Dodgers, you know, as much as it's not a rivalry, I think that the Dodgers are going to go into the series with the Padres this week being like, hey, let's fucking get these guys out of there. Because I, I got to admit, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that the Dodgers care who they, they don't care who they play. But as a player and a human, you got to be looking at, okay, okay, who who's our best matchup against? You know, who's our best matchup? And I will tell you who the best matchup is. Uh, Dodgers went three and four with the with the Mets this this year this season. Po- uh, Dodgers went four and two against the Braves this season. Dodgers went three and four against the Phillies this season. Four and three against the Brewers and twelve and four against the Padres. So, you know, maybe the Dodgers want to play the Padres. But regardless, uh, it's going to be interesting. They either get to knock the Padres out of the playoffs again. Or they get to uh, have redemption against the Braves again. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. I'm glad they go. You know, I know people are going to complain about the extra round of the playoffs and whatever. But it's like, look what happened last year. You know, Dodgers had 106 fucking wins. Or 105, whatever they had last. No, yeah, they had 106 wins. Because they set a record for most seasons or most consecutive. So... In 2019, the Dodgers won 106 games. Last year, they won 106 games. And this year, they've won 106 games. And they're going to win more. So they're the first team in history to win that many games in the in three full seasons in a row. Because obviously, 2020, there wasn't a full season. So first team ever. Like, whatever. That's a cool thing. But um, the Dodgers have some injuries, injury concerns. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's still out. He's supposed to do a rehab, I think later in the week and they expect him to maybe get a start before the end of the season um, and then be built up in time for the postseason hopefully that's the case same thing with Dustin May went on the IL with a back injury although it sounds like it might be more of an oblique but they're gonna see how he fares Um, you know I was always kind of going into it thinking that May would be the fourth starter in the postseason and then Tyler Anderson would kind of piggyback off of him um but we'll see because if Gonsolin is not in the rotation then maybe Tyler Anderson slots into that role and then maybe Andrew Haney piggybacks off of Dustin May like we'll see uh Blake Blake Trinan had a setback fuck man like there's so many fucking arms that fucking went down this season it's it's quite amazing that they've still managed to win 106 games credit to Andrew Friedman over there um the Omani's on a rehab so they expect him to be back. And same thing with Bruce Dark Gratterall. They expect him to be back. David Price is actually rehabbing out in Arizona. So there's a chance he could be back. Like all these guys, you know, contributed. And they're going to set that bullpen up just the way they want it. You know, right now, Caleb Ferguson and Alex Bessia Bessia are the lefties out of the bullpen. Uh, they've got some decisions to make. But, you know, the important thing is just we got to get all these guys healthy because, I, I can guarantee you that I would feel a lot more confident with a healthy Blake Trinan going into the postseason because that's when that's when bullpens really matters in the postseason. You know, when the managers outmanage themselves and all that stuff, and you need these guys in high leverage situations. And 
Trinan stuff just plays so well in that situation. But, you know, Evan Phillips has been fucking lights out, too. Um, Andre Jackson, you know, could be a sleeper. You know, three a three-inning save against the Cardinals on Sunday. Like, it's a pretty solid job. He's got great stuff, you know, hasn't had a ton of big league experience. But, you know, neither did K-Rod back in... 2002 when the Angels won it all you know it's it's a possibility man I was I was thinking maybe Pepio or uh whatchamacallit Ryan uh uh Miller what the fuck's his first name Bobby Miller uh could maybe be that guy for the Dodgers but it looks like it might be Jackson it might be it might be Michael Grove Michael Grove threw a solid game on Sunday as well so they have options, but I would feel better with Trinan coming back and Yancey Omonte because he was pretty fucking nasty too. But um, we'll see. So uh, the Dodgers have uh, three games with the Padres in San Diego. I'm supposed to go down to San Diego, although although it doesn't really matter anymore because, as you guys know, I was not able to complete all 30 Major League ballparks this year um, unless I get about $4,000 sent to me. Um, and you guys can. My, my Venmo... And my cash app are open at Peter Sears. Uh, if you guys want to send me some money, I can finish it. But it's probably not going to happen. No, I mean, actually, it can't happen now. It's mathematically impossible. But, um, you know, I still want to go see the Dodgers. It's always fun to go watch them in San Diego. And since I was in San Diego, you know, two two weeks two weekends ago, I didn't get to go to a game because I wanted to rush back to play in my game that I play on Sundays. So, um, yeah, I play baseball on Sundays. You're welcome. My team's in the playoffs. We finished the season tied for first place. What? That's right. I still like to compete. So, anyway, um, three games with the Padres, and then they come back home, play the Rockies this weekend, and then three games next week as well. Six-game series with the Rockies because of the way um, the schedule got pushed back. So, very exciting. And then the first home playoff game, NLDS Game 1, Tuesday, October 11th. Um, Let's go, man. It's very exciting. It's a great time to be a Dodger fan. I really appreciate you guys listening. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a fucking review, dude. Quit being fucking greedy with your reviews. It helps me with the algorithm. Okay? So do that. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. This has been My Boo Thoughts. I will be back next week. Bye. From the side.